I'm Joe Catalano coming at you from Just Velocity Studios on behalf of Mitra 9's ongoing podcast series called Kava, Kratom, and Community. Today we have a special guest, Ryan Bidney. He is a local kava tender, an artist, and a hands craftsman, also a Florida native. So tell us a little bit about how it was living in Florida at a young age. Um, you know, it was pretty awesome. I would say that, uh, maybe so awesome that I took it for granted a lot, (laughs) being able to wake up every day and know that, you know, 10 miles down the road was the beach and I could be there at any point in time. And where Uh, was it that you grew up? (laughs) I grew up in, uh, Fort Lauderdale, um, Broward County area. Uh, I was born in Miami, but that is where I spent most of my life. Yeah. So have you stayed in Florida your whole life, or was there a time when you sort of ventured off? Yeah, so for the majority of my life, up until uh, I was like 20, I was in Fort Lauderdale, and um, I decided I wanted to finally push myself to go through a college program and do some stuff. Um, So I traveled to Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, I went to a really cool school. It was the uh, the Tom Sveeney School for Special Effects and Makeup and Prosthetics. Um, I did that for a while, learned mold making, learned how to sculpt, learned how to do really crazy makeups, and um, graduated there, like, kind of top of my class. Really? Okay. Yeah. And then, um, like, immediately after that, I started traveling a bit, working on independent horror films. Okay. Um, so, you know, you brought up the horror films. Tell me a little bit about your tattoos. Uh, I think there's a special theme to those. Yeah. So everything that I have tattooed on me is all like Halloween horror, stuff like that. I started doing it when I was like 18, um, before I had even gone to college. I just knew that like, that was something that was going to be a huge part of my life. Um, and you know, a lot of people kind of looked at me like, Oh, well, what are you going to make a living on Halloween? It's one month out of the year. <laughs> we'll bet. <laughs> yeah. I managed to do it for a long time, actually. So how were you able to do that? What were some of the things you were doing that helped you prosper? So it's kind of incredible story. I was, uh, when I was really little, still in Florida, I think I was like 14 maybe, um, I had just randomly met this guy. He had a big black ambulance, and it was like, it had the name of some scary like haunted house or something on it. And I yelled out to this guy, I'm like, what is that? And he was... uh, he just stopped. Big bald guy with earrings, kind of not unlike myself now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was like, come here. And I'm like, all right, stranger in this big black ambulance. But he told me, he was like, yeah, I just opened up this, uh, uh, um, I guess, uh, an effect studio. And like, you know, do you like this stuff? He gave me his card. Long story short, I called my, my mom and I was like, you got to like take me to this place. And then I started apprenticing with this guy when I was little. Really? And that's what kind of sparked it. Um, fast forward, I went to college, did all this stuff, lost contact with this guy for like five years. Um, and then I finally found him on Facebook and I told him, Hey, you know, you inspired me to do this. I went to college, I graduated. Next thing I know, I'm meeting up with him again in Hollywood five years after the fact, after I've graduated college, he puts me in contact with these guys, gets me this portfolio through to these guys. And the name of the company was Oak Island Creative and they picked me up and then, from then on, like at 2022, I just started traveling the country, building like haunted houses and themed events for um, theme parks all over the place. Tampa, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, like um, uh, just just all over different Six Flags. Like, really? yeah, that's amazing. How long did that go on for? 
Um, that was probably like five or six years of my life. Um, yeah. What was the biggest <laughs> highlight from those years? Did you have, like, what, what job did you do or what did you create that was like? So there is one that was like probably the uh, anticipus of like everything I did. Um, it was actually here in Florida. It was in uh, uh, Tampa Bush Gardens. Um, I got a call from somebody to come and do uh, like the horror side of a new haunted house that they were building. Um, I was 25 at the time and the house made it on ABC News. And yeah. like, yeah, and they were talking about all the little details and stuff. So I can search that and probably oh, yeah. find it's on the video. YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Really? Still, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said that that lasted for about five years. And knowing you, it was that around the time of COVID? And did that have an effect on what you were so doing? So that was actually before COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. I switched careers halfway through. Um, I kind of learned a lot while doing these events about rigging and production. And then um, I ended up switching careers into live events production. Um, and then I did that for another like five ish years. Uh, oh, okay. And then I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that was also a crazy good time. Like it kind of just blended in. And um, I ended up taking a job with a production company in Pittsburgh, stayed there. And, uh, I did, uh, you know, everything from lighting, audio, video, um, uh, rigging, staging. We I used to travel with roof structures, and we'd build big live events and concerts. Um, and I did that, like, all the way up until 2020. Okay. Yeah, that was a rough time. <laughs> so um, what, did it, what did it do to you? Uh, what, what, what did you see happening when COVID hit? So I remember the exact day, uh, March 15, 2020, we were all called into our boardroom and essentially everybody was told, Hey, you know, everybody is laid off, go f- try to find unemployment. Um, that was a whole nother battle trying to get that. But, um, it was crazy because uh, like, you know, live events and everything I was doing at that point was built on gatherings of large, pe- large right. amounts of gatherings of people. Um, so the fact that you couldn't have that, um, it kind of put me on my couch for almost two years. Really? And uh, during that time, I had, like, a whole change in what was important to me in my life. Um, At that time, everything was about growing in my career, getting, you know, getting further in, getting deeper in. And uh, it was, like, the first time I had a forced pause from all of that. And I kind of realized that, like, all I did was work. Work was my life. And... Um, separate me from that work, I didn't really see where my identity was anymore. I had identified so long with just what my career was. Um, So I kind of started to come into myself again and realize the things that were important to me. Like, you know, I had been 12 years away from my family. My family was still in Florida. I was in Pittsburgh. Now I'm being told I can't go see them. So now I'm realizing how badly I want to be near them. You know, and um, when you're told you can't do something, it changes your mindset. Doesn't big time. It? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that happened. It was kind of the catalyst to like, you know, I wanted to rediscover myself. What do I really enjoy? What when when can I have time to breathe? Can I figure out a life where I'm not just chasing more and more and more? Or like, can I finally just find something where I can be content and have time, you know, time to just do to experience to live to love that kind of stuff um 
And then it brought me here, right. you know? So you grew up on the East Coast, Broward County, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. What brought you to the West Coast, Southwest Florida? So um, my father actually, uh, maybe five or six years ago, took a, uh, a position uh, here in Fort Myers. So the, uh, my mother and father moved here. Um, and yeah, and this was clearly the place I wanted to go because it's where they were. And I just never see them. They're getting older. You know, and I realize time is precious. Oh, absolutely. And I want as much of it as I can have, you know. Yeah. So um, did, your, did your father have any influence on uh, some of the decisions you made or oh. uh, some of your interests that you might have? <laughs> All of them. All you of know? them, okay. My, yeah, my father is a singer-songwriter, musician, and, uh, you know, artist all around. Um, my mother also is a photojournalist, art major. You know, like they kind of always pushed me to do whatever I wanted to do and figure it out and enjoy it. You know, it was not very conventional, and I love that. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, I figured if if I didn't have the talent like my dad to be, high, be, be on stage, you know, with a guitar and doing yeah. all this, then, you know, I still wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of entertainment or live events or anything in any way. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that he pushed me a lot in that way. So, all right, you come to Southwest Florida, you've been on your couch for two years, sort of, you know, dealing with what so many had to deal with, and you're here, you had to get a job. Oh, yeah. Um, So what what did you find, and is it something that you enjoy today? Yeah, when I first got here, you know, my first instinct was, let me just get anything, and I just got a little something, Um, but what I think is really interesting is, is once I got here... Um, my father introduced me to one of his really good friends, uh, a guy named Brad, who, um, you know, I, I had some nervousness about being here cause I'm leaving people from 12 years. I don't really know anyone. I'm not a drinker really. Um, I didn't know where I was going to meet people. And Brad introduced me to, uh, a kava bar that I had never heard of before. Well, yeah. you know, what is kava? What is Kratom? Never experienced that. And this guy, you know, he's a, he's like a down to earth hippie Brad is. And, uh, you know, he just embraced me and was like, you, you got to come check this place out. So I went with him and I checked it out. And then slowly over the course of like a few months, I started coming in more and more and really being attracted to the people there, like the vibes and, and that like, you know, I'm sitting next to people who are who are talking about, oh, I'm doing art, I'm doing this. And then you're like, yeah, well, let me see. And they show you and they, I mean, they're really doing it. You know, it's not like sitting at a, at a bar and listening to grandiose ideas. No, these are people really doing stuff, you know? And I like almost got a high off that. I'm like, this is, this is the tribe. This is where I want to be. I, I want to be able to do stuff too. You so know? for the, for the first time in a long time, you felt you belong somewhere. In a long time. And yes, essentially, yes. And, uh, so now you're actually working in the industry. Tell me a little about a little <laughs> yeah. bit about how that happened. So uh, I got chills. I, uh, I dude, I loved this place so much. I started spending like the majority of my time when I wasn't just making art or doing something. I was here, sometimes doing art there. Um, and then you know, as fate would have it, uh, there was an opening at one point, and uh, they were looking for someone. And I mean, I, without hesitation, I spoke to the owner and I was like, look, I, you know, I don't know what I got to do, but let me give you a resume and let's see if I can, you know, get started in this. And, uh, 
you know, she interviewed a few people and got back to me and she gave me the opportunity. And, uh, you know, it is totally not anything like what I've done in the last 12 years. But for the first time in my life, I feel content and happy. Like I, I work hard, but the, the people I serve are my friends. They're good people. They're people I want to be around. When I'm not working, I'm still there sometimes just hanging out and talking to people. Yep. I jokingly say that she's going to charge you rent. You're here so much. Yeah, sometimes. literally. <laughs> I, feel like I feel like I could curl up in the back and nobody yep. would notice. That's funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's just, I don't know. The whole community has been like such a life-changing thing. And I'm just so happy to be a part of it now and like actually in it. Um, yeah, it's just wild. And my life is, my work-life balance, it exists. It, there used to not be. Yep. It's so important, you know, everyone, you always hear that, you know, if you love what you, what you do, you, you'll never work a day in your life. And it almost sounds like you're kind of finding that a little bit. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, throughout this conversation, you mentioned art a lot. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the artwork? And um, I see some jewelry hanging from you. Oh, now. yeah. I'd love, to, <laughs> I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. So, uh, you know, I've always kind of had my thumb in, like, all sorts of different mediums doing art, you know, through college with sculpting and makeup and, uh, you know, as hobbies with painting and uh, printmaking. And um, I kind of started to get into jewelry. I really love, um, like, funky crystal stuff, you know. I'm really into that high-energy vibration things. And... Um, I just could never find anything that was, like, unique enough, you know, for me. Um, So I started making my own jewelry, like, stuff with crystals and beads and pendulums. I even have one. Yeah. (laughs) See, that's a nice one. Yes. Um, But I started making them just for myself, you know, to be funky. And uh, the more that I made them, I had friends of mine who were like, you know, I really want one of those. You should really try to put that out. And never in my wheelhouse or, or even thought to, you know, try to put it out there. Um, but again, thanks to this, you know, yeah. amazing Kava community. Uh, it is. They were, they were selling like crazy literally. for a while. And then, then you kind of stopped a little bit and I kind of got on you about that. Cause I wanted to buy another yeah, piece true. and you're like, well, I'm taking a break. <laughs> and, and why is that? And yeah. when, when can I expect to be able to purchase another one? Yeah. So I, I, uh, I kind of took a bit of a hiatus at first. It was not intentional. Um, switching from one job to the other. And, um, you know, I, I just trying to put, you know, my, my motivation is, is weird. It comes and it goes, uh, but I, I feel it coming on. And I, I know that there's a whole lot of stuff that I want to put out. Um, I just started getting some new supplies and I, I'm wanting to push the envelope a bit. Um, I just made my first piece now that has, um, uh, 10 karat gold beads in it with gold clasps oh, wow. I did for a friend named Donnie. Um, I've got, uh, you know, some 925 silver stuff coming out. And I just, I want to, I want to raise the bar. But, okay. And with raising the bar, especially just doing it on my own comes money. And so there's some time there, but I, I, I know some good stuff's going to be coming out soon. That's amazing. You can mention uh, where you work, like where, where can people find you and, um, what do you recommend for someone that's new to the Carver Kratom community? What would you recommend to someone like that? Right on. Um, well, you could definitely check me out uh, over at Kava Nirvana. Um, that is like my home away from home, and my family lives there, so come check us out. Um, and, you know, if you're new to this, I, I definitely say try it. Try, try Kratom, especially try the loose leaf brood teas. Um, they're really smooth. They're, they're a really good start. Um, 
you know, uh, especially the green strain is a really nice and easy one to go. Um, plus, if you come to us, you should try the Dragon Slayer because it's killer. Yes, I, that's my favorite. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's really, really good stuff. Uh, it's opened me up in so many different ways. You know, it's uh, it's awesome. I, I just say, and it's awesome. You can also try these. These bad boys are one of my favorites. Ah, I love it. The Tangerine Meister 9 is my go-to when I want to take out and go somewhere. And, yeah, it's killer. Sounds good. Yeah, Meister 9 is one of one of the staples in my uh, Kratom day. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I do carry it in my other business, so we have it in the refrigerator. <laughs> right on. Yeah. And um, so I see you a lot. Um, for Cava Nirvana on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Can you do, uh, pick like a, make up a special and do a little bit of uh, an ad that you would put on Instagram for us? <laughs> I know you can do it. Oh, let's see. Uh, man, it's usually just me talking about crazy stuff. Um, I know I put you on the spot, <laughs> yeah. but you can do it. Oh, man, let's see. Let's pretend that the Dragon Slayer is a newly created drink today. No one's ever had it. Oh, right on, right. right on. Yeah. Yeah. So I know some people wake up every now and then battling demons, but have you ever thought of battling a dragon? Ah, you could do that now. Come down to Cava Nirvana and quench your thirst and kill a dragon. I'd say slay it, perhaps, with our new dragon slayer with dragon fruit and lemon, and it tastes great. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it's like you had it scripted. <laughs> Well, Ryan, I want to thank you. Um, this was sort of a last-minute thing. Oh, yeah. And I think it went amazing. And I just want to thank you so much for coming up here and sitting with me today. And um, I, I know a lot more about you that I didn't know yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. And, Joe, I appreciate you. And you know what? You are part of my Kava family. So for you, I got you anytime. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Right on. Right on.